0: Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels, You'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vicky Doe Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey. To better health and fitness, visit vikidoefitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is What's New? Hot Topics Number 92. Beauticians and hairdressers may be at greater risk for ovarian cancer. Researchers identify certain chemicals used in these jobs that are associated with higher ovarian cancer risk. A new study shows that surgical patients with a cannabis use disorder are 20% more likely to have serious complications than folks who aren't dependent on marijuana. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicky Doe and D Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicky Haywood Doe. And with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks. So how hey, are you, my friend? I'm
1: doing excellently.
0: How are you? How are I am you? fine. Yes indeed. Yeah. I am Getting used to the summer, getting used to I sweating. I I passed
1: by your house this morning. I'm always peeking and looking and seeing what your <laughs> landscape is doing. What what you got, what you do? What can I do to what you did?
0: <laughs> what yes. she doing? What the doe doing? Yeah. Da- what are the does doing down there? Well, yeah, we doing a little shopping, shopping, shopping. Yeah, look nice. And getting the flowers and stuff yeah. going on. So, yeah. yeah, that's what we doing. And just enjoying the weather while we can because- it no. is, you know, we're in July. You know, once August hit, it's, it's uh, smooth selling out of the year. We well, look around. I was saying to somebody today
1: that you might as well just say that summer is really over because in Walmart, I saw back to school stuff up on the mm. uh, back to school. Already. Really? And it's still July. It's still July. Yeah, but that's how so it's Today lost. is July the what, 12th? Mm-hmm. In
0: three more days, it'll be July the 15th. That's halfway that's halfway yeah that's it it's interesting how when we talk to people and they say yeah girl that was back in 2015 you'd be like what that was eight years ago when did we start 2014 we started 2014 taping for the podcast show uh in march wow. and wow. then we uh, launched it with the website in june Wow. So June 14. Yeah. So yeah. Isn't that crazy? And we still at it and and, and we're growing by the minute. Yeah, definitely. We have to do something for our 10th anniversary. Yes, we will. Maybe go somewhere and and do a podcast. Have a a destination podcast. Yes. And go somewhere and do the podcast and invite friends to That'll be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's think about doing that. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Yes. That sounds great. That'll be fun. But yes, here we are. Once again, we are here. And today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 92. Now, beauticians and hairdressers may be at higher odds for ovarian cancer. Researchers identified a number of chemicals used in these jobs that are associated with higher ovarian cancer risk. Now, guess what? A new study. It shows that surgical patients with a cannabis use disorder smoking a little bit too much (laughs) weed Weed, you know i mean (laughs) are 20 percent more likely to have serious complications than folks who aren't dependent on marijuana and this is when they are in surgery so who knew you know they're 20 more percent more likely to have serious complications if they smoke too yeah they didn't say too much they just said uh, if they have a disorder. So we'll see the article on mm-hmm. what they mean by disorder. Now we are going to discuss these articles and much more on this episode today. And as per usual, Dr. D. Banks will tell us the latest on what is going on in the bacteria virus world. She would tell us if something new is coming to get us or what we can or what we should do about it and if there's nothing we like that too you know <laughs> <laughs> you know we we love it when you say there's nothing for us to look out for <laughs> oh good maybe i can breathe on somebody today <laughs> but that's what we're going to do and we're going to talk about all of this and more on this episode of it's all about health and fitness, so stay tuned. So, what do you say about that, D? Yeah, you know, every morning I wake up and I'm
1: thinking. I, I laugh at thinking about you. What's coming to get us this morning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's always oh, something. Funny, you True. know. If it wasn't, True. if it wasn't the virus itself, it was the chemicals that blew up in, in, in East yeah. Palestine. Then it's burning fire and stuff in Canada. It's, it's just always, always something. something something coming to get us coming to get us all right well folks make sure you subscribe make sure you subscribe to this podcast it's all about health and fitness vicky doe fitness on apple podcast stitcher spotify or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast when you subscribe you will be notified first when we post a new show you will be able to listen You will be able to listen and learn and experience our shows where we bring in other guests and talk about the things that are important for our health and our well-being in our community. And as you know, we do not just talk about our physical health, but we talk about things that we can do to preserve our mental health as well and we believe in total well-being that is a holistic approach to healthy living so make sure you do not miss any of our shows and subscribe today and last but not least go on apple podcast give us a five-star rating and review of this show because that is how we grow and increase our listeners and we appreciate you and as always what do we say d we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, Dee, yes, I had a good time in the windy city I of saw Chicago. I you all. I, I was looking at Facebook. I was like, they're having fun. Yeah, we were having fun. The sun was out in Chicago. You know, we were at the Central Area Links conference and then we got a chance to you know meet people from all over doing stuff and and dressing up in our colors and people in the hotel kept saying oh what is going on you guys you ladies look beautiful What is? <laughs> <laughs> what hotel was it in Vicky? it was at the um Hyatt uh um, oh, okay. Regency that's where ours is this week. no
1: I, well actually it is it well, is I think it's the hotels. same one Yeah, it's the yeah, same one yeah, Hi-
0: yeah. Hyatt Regency yeah. Chicago Okay. On Wacker. Oh, um, so were you near Miracle Mile or the store? The the Michigan Avenue. Michigan we, Avenue. Yep. Yeah, we, we went to Michigan. Hey, you can't go to Chicago without, without going down. going there. Yes.
1: Absolutely. You got Yes, go. Lord.
0: And we did a little bit of damage. A little bit so of who, damage. What,
1: who did the entertainment? Was there an entertainment? Yeah, the SOS thing?
0: band. The SOS band. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. So. So it was nice. The SOS band. Yeah, I remember them. Sure. Yes. Yes. So it was it was great. And everybody this time, you know, they always have the white. It still was the white rose. But usually Uh people have to be in white. This time it was it was in all shades of emerald. And um, that's what I thought
1: you all had green on this time, which is kind of a nice touch as opposed to the traditional white.
0: Yes. And it was beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, it that's was great. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. your gowns were gorgeous. Well, thank you. We were all dressed up and everything. Yes. You all yes. cleaned up real good. Hey, we clean up good <laughs> when they say so. But when they don't you say all so. cleaned up real good. That's yeah. it. When they don't say so to clean up, we just have our clog hoppers <laughs> on. <Our> clog hoppers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry. it was nice. So, what was your
1: week then? How was your so week? Oh, I actually had a really good experience on Sunday. I went out to Blossom, awesome, which is the summer <sighs> yes. home for the Cleveland uh, Orchestra. And they did a, they had about five or six screens and they played the first Jurassic Park movie. Okay. And instead of having like the orchestra or John Williams's orchestra play on the movie, on the screen, okay. the Cleveland Orchestra played the whole score. Okay. That's and nice. And it was fabulous they had a woman conductor okay and everything that you if you can remember from jurassic park the dinosaurs the boom mm-hmm. boom boom mm-hmm. boom the yes. Yes. all that cleveland orchestra did it and you know and people and it was packed and people were saying many of us who go out there a lot mm-hmm. this was probably one of the best blossom shows that any of us has ever seen i mean we go back to the 70s with you know earth wind and fire yes. And Elton John, yes and, you know the classical pieces but i don't know there was just something about this that was just really good, solid fun. Okay. So yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's Jurassic- nice. And I think really Jurassic Park, the first one, was the best one anyway. Yes. Oh yeah,
0: oh, I know. Yeah, and then, that was. A, that you was know, every movie. time, every time they do a sequence, though, it kind of. You know the storyline gets mm-hmm. weak and weak. Not the it? same. Yeah, it's not no, the that, same.
1: That cast that they had the first cast: Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, mm-hmm. and Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson that's yes. where people forgot that's where he got his star. Yes, when he said, "Hold on to your butts." That's it. That, that was his. <laughs> that was his great line. You know, he did that movie. Not too long after he did, remember, Do the Right Thing.
0: Do the Right Thing. Yes, and he was
1: the, he mm-hmm. was the DJ on, uh, you know, when he was the that's the double truth, roof. So, that's yeah, it. that was good. It and, was then, good. Then, and look then, at how he's progressed. I mean, he's probably one of the highest paid men in Hollywood now, I would imagine. Yes, he
0: did. What, pulp Fish Fiction? Was it Pope? Fiction?
1: Yes, he did. And that, that
0: catapulted him as well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's something. Here we are. And we are. the question is, what? is going on this week (laughs) everything vicky doe everything everything and July, Everything. we try to um, keep up periodically on our health awareness month, and it seems like doesn't it seem like they have plenty of stuff on on the I months know. now? And
1: this is one that I hadn't heard of, but it's important
0: because people don't know a lot about this disease. Yeah, this is sarcoma, and it's uh, it's a cancer. Okay, so it's a um, July is sarcoma uh, awareness month, and the first thing is to understand what is sarcoma. And sarcoma is a malignant um, tumor of connective or other non-epithelial tissue. And so sarcoma is a type of cancer that can occur in various locations in your body. Sarcoma is the general term. That's the general term that they use for a broad group of cancers that begin in the bones, in the soft you know, also called connective tissues, soft tissue sarcoma. Soft tissue uh, sarcoma forms in the tissues that connect, support, and surround other body structures. This includes muscle, fat, blood, vessels, nerves, tendons, and the lining of your joints okay and so there are more than 70 types of sarcoma that's a lot treatment for sarcoma varies and it depends on the type the location and other factors and so the key is they're trying to find a cure and are you ready to make a difference. And so every July, the sarcoma uh, community, they come together to acknowledge sarcoma uh, Ar- awareness month, and they pay tribute to those affected by sarcoma and to advocate for the needs of those living with sarcoma. And so they have a wear yellow day. Okay. And hmm. they do a, a national virtual race to cure sarcoma. And so when you see SFA, It means Sarcoma Foundation of America and has something for everyone to get involved in moving our cause, their cause for it. You can join the SFA and make this Sarcoma Awareness Month one to remember. And so go to www.curesarcoma.org. And so, yeah, I picked that one to talk about because like you said, we never really, hear about that do you really hear about sarcoma no no no. Uh -uh. the first time i think i heard
1: about it and i wasn't in medical school then was teddy senator teddy kennedy's son uh developed a sarcoma of his leg and you know it was so tragic because they always just had every time you turned around it was a kennedy tragedy and so this boy the oldest boy Mm-hmm. ended up having sarcoma and they amputated his leg. I think they did an above knee uh, amputation and he's still alive and has gone on to do well. He skis and you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Things. Yeah. So that was the first time I had really heard of uh sarcoma, but, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be very aggressive, you know, and lethal, but you know, like all the cancers because of funding and stuff like that, they're doing a lot better with
0: life expectancy. Yeah. They're trying to um, research and then uh-huh. hit it pretty aggressively at first yeah Mm -hmm. well we all were sitting back and listening to affirmative action Uh, in admissions uh, is no more vicky i couldn't (laughs) get my head up off the pillow i I was still at home in
1: bed and Mm. they announced it and i felt like when one of our presidents was elected i will not name who it is but when, (laughs) when it came out that one of our presidents was elected that too was a time that i couldn't get my head off the pillow i just couldn't believe it so the supreme court strikes down and it's kind of like we all expected it but it's another thing when it's reality Mm -hmm. supreme court strikes down college affirmative action programs the new ruling is the culmination of decades of effort to end the consideration of race in admissions Mm. the supreme court on thursday I guess it was last Thursday, struck down uh-huh. affirmative action programs at the University of North Carolina and Harvard in a major victory for conservative activists, ending the systemic consideration of race in the admissions process. <laughs> the court ruled that both programs violate the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution and are therefore unlawful. The vote was 6 3 in the UNC case and 6 2 in the Harvard case, in which liberal justice. Ketanji Brown Jackson was recused because she went to Harvard. Mm -hmm. The decision was hailed by prominent conservatives who say the Constitution should be colorblind with former President Donald Trump calling it a great day for America. Liberals, however, condemned the ruling saying affirmative action is a key tool for remedying Historic race discrimination. It wasn't perfect, but there is no doubt that it helped offer new ladders of opportunity for those who throughout our history have too often been denied a chance to show how fast they can climb, said Michelle Obama, the first black first lady. President Joe Biden called the decision a severe disappointment, adding that his administration would provide guidance on how colleges could maintain diversity without violating the ruling. The court effectively overturned the 2003 ruling, Grutter versus Bollinger, in which it said race could be considered as a factor in the admissions process because universities had a compelling interest in maintaining diverse campuses. In doing so, the court strapped decades of precedent including a ruling dating to 1978 that upheld a limited consideration of race and university admissions to combat. That was the famous Bakke case from -hmm. uh, one of the schools in California Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that upheld a limited consideration of race and university admissions to combat historic discrimination against Black people and other minority groups. In In majority opinion, Chief Justice John Roberts did not explicitly Say the former precedents were overruled, but in a concurring opinion, conservative justice. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but in a concurring opinion, Conservative justice, <laughs> <laughs> only the second black justice to be appointed to the court, said the Grutter case was for all and intents and purposes overruled. Roberts wrote that both programs lack sufficiently focused and measurable objectives, warranting the use of race unavoidably employ race unavoidably employ race in a negative manner, involving racial stereotyping and lack. Meaningful Mm endpoints. The ruling exposed stark divisions among the among the justices who sit on a court that is more diverse than it has ever been. So there you have it. I mean, just a huge, huge disappointment. Um, but not unexpected when the abortion ruling came out last year. We knew that this sitting group of justices based on how they were, you know, stacked was going to probably overturn this, which is really a sad day for, you know, it's not just for Black people, but it's a sad day for the United States because, you know, you get, I don't know, when I was growing up, I didn't know any Asian people. I knew one Jewish girl in my class because in North Carolina, you only had Mm -hmm. protestants you know no okay we really didn't have a lot of you didn't have a lot of ethnic groups you had none okay okay and it was wasn't until i went to college that i met people from all nationalities and groups and you know everybody has their stereotypes about this that and the other whatever whatever you know race religion hair color eyes whatever but you know i think it makes for a better world when you have a more diverse situation that represents the community yeah you know what i mean
0: of course yes and so yeah we we all knew that eventually that's what they were working on but like i said okay so they got uh, affirmative action and admissions and so forth but at the end of the day for for the schools that are predominantly white it's still not a bunch of black folks there i don't get it but no yeah you you know it's oh they're they're taking up our space so that we can't get in uh two yeah i mean really two,
1: exactly and my thing too is that well if you're going to get two? rid of that then you need to get rid of legacies yes because we all know that uh and articles have come out on that sense that you know a significant portion of those kids sitting in those classes in harvard who admitted their father donated something or their uncle or there's some legacy or somebody went there so i mean i think you need to look at all angles of affirmative action because that's truly affirmative action whether you want to call it affirmative action or not it
0: is yeah legacy and and that's more that than any trying to have whether a black a black person is admitted no you got more of that trust me always has been yeah you got more of that but at the end of the day we kind of knew and so a lot of us have been donating our monies to back to these HBCU schools and, and getting them ready for exactly. for more admissions of our our boys and girls, They're our ladies. Going to, and, I heard the and president men. of
1: Howard say that impact was going to be more students are going to be going to HBCUs. The problem is mm-hmm. that because of underfunding, yes, they don't have the resources mm-hmm. to do a separate but equal kind of situation Mm -hmm. you know there's no way that some of these schools can gear up from a resource standpoint in six or seven months or even a year to compete for some of the programs that are offered at the majority colleges and universities so Mm -hmm. you know i say like barclay donated a million dollars i can't remember i want to say jackson state or one of the hbcus okay This is an opportunity for, I mean, he also donated some money to Auburn, which is his school, and he was hoping that it could be used for, you know, African-Americans, but that's out. But he donated a million dollars to, I think it was Jackson State. And so I think that a lot of the athletes Mm -hmm. and people who have benefited from going to the HBCUs, and those of us who didn't go to an HBCU, who realize that now those are the schools that are going to have to take up the slack.
0: They're going to have to take up the slack. Put put
1: some funding. We got to put some
0: funding in these schools. That's it. That's it. And so, hey, maybe, you know, sometime we got to look at the silver lining. Maybe that will help us to really start focusing on our stuff and putting exactly. our money back because we we always complain about how, you know, uh, folks be complaining Oh, well, this school doesn't have that yeah right. you went to it did you Have you we given won't back? mention
1: a school? but I remember you had a certain situation with a situation with the situation with the situation you had a situation
0: with, with the situation,
1: the situation. <laughs> that will go on name, but I just remember you had a situation with the situation
0: that's it man come on with it. That's it. but that's funny yeah. but yeah we we have to really. You know, a lot of things that uh, we fought for, things are changing. But that doesn't have to always be a bad thing. That helps us to really focus. And we we have we have um, a lot more money now. We have more we are more educated now. All yes. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So look at a Tyler Perry. I mean, who? Thank knew? you. Look at a thank Tyler you. Perry. Thank you. So yeah, let's really focus on building uh what we do have and not let it, it go is, it's kind of like my mantra when god closes one door he
1: opens up 15.
0: there so it this is maybe
1: now the god closing one door but he's going to open up 15 that'll maybe even be better than this affirmative action thing
0: yeah so let's keep it moving right keep let, it moving keep period. it period period that's it all right. So what's the next thing? Oh, we were looking at this young man. We we always were wondering, well, when are we going to have a uh, American that can compete in the Wimbledon and in these um, gl- um Grand Slams? Yeah. So, so we got this guy, yeah. Christopher. He's from Atlanta. What is he? Eubanks? Yes. Okay, let me see. Trained, about- at, trained at Georgia Tech. Georgia
1: he, Tech. Uh, came from Georgia Tech. And um, he, the early part of the year, I mean, this this Wimbledon season, he came out, he gave some interviews. Very interesting young man, really enthusiastic. You know, was talking about his game and stuff. And I think when I was listening to the game today, uh, mm-hmm. McEnroe, you know, who yes. McEnroe doesn't like a lot of people, but he was yes. so enthusiastic about this young man. And I guess he's tried to qualify four different times and lost. And, you know, mm-hmm. now he made it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. and he um was playing medvedev today who was a, you know pretty seasoned he's number three yeah he's pretty seasoned yeah he's pretty seasoned he's mm-hmm. 27 also mm-hmm. and it was a slugfest i watched it okay. uh, at least the end i didn't watch the whole thing but i definitely watched the end uh-huh. so today he's surrendering a chance to advance to his first career grand slam semifinal at wimbledon six one six four six six one six four six seven one six. Mm-hmm. Eubanks wilted in the fifth set after earning a chance to finish the mat in a fourth set tiebreaker. The six foot seven Atlanta native is making just his ninth major appearance and has won only one title on the ATP tour mm-hmm. previously his best performance at a slam was the second round which came at last year's u.s open and australian open this year eubanks whose powerful serve is rated as one of the best on tour dispatched stefanos how do you pronounce that it? not- on monday in a five-set thriller in a match that launched his unlikely Wimbledon run into the mainstream. I feel like I'm living a dream right now, Eubanks said in his post-match encore interview after the victory over to This is absolutely insane. The American rose to a career high, or number 43 rank, following his first ATP title at a grass court tournament in Mallorca, Spain, heading into Wimbledon. Despite Eubanks' untimely defeat, it appears in the that the it appears the United States could have another promising contender on tour mm-hmm. following losses by higher-ranked countrymen Francis Tiafo, Taylor Fritz and Sebastian Corda at Wimbledon. The last time an American competed in Wimbledon finals Two thousand nine. Remember Andy Roddick? Yes. Oh my he God. Yeah. After
0: that so, match, he was done. Andy he was Roddick. Done but you know, and it, last f- who won it lasts. American. Remember, it lasts for. Peace. um that the Slugfest one that lasted like seven, hours. eight hours? I mean, it was long. He, he was done. He was done.
1: He was done. You know, Federer was was famous for those hour long. You go eat lunch, breakfast, and come back, and you're still playing <laughs> tennis. He was famous for that. Yes, he
0: was. But go ahead. Um.
1: But the last time an American won Wimbledon was Pete Sampras in two thousand. Remember him?
0: Yes, he was good too. Oh my god.
1: Willing. With his quarterfinal birth, Eubanks was guaranteed at least four hundred and thirty thousand in prize money. And he had previously made one point eight million in singles and doubles combined throughout his entire career. Eubanks' signature serve and impressive net game floundered in the fifth set after he had previously hit a barrage of volleys to the surprise of medvedev medvedev dominate i saw him let medvedev last year when we went to the to the us open okay um, serena
0: Serena. okay okay
1: medvedev dominated on his serve in the final set using a crucial break of eubanks's serve in the first game to take control of the match the russian will advance to play carlos Alcarez. okay that's gonna be a whole room mm. medvedev advances to play either Alcaraz, oh, or to play either one of those in the, in the semi-final so
0: we know also now Djokovic is in the semi yes he is but and, yes he is but he never man it's hard to be him Djokovic. what can you say i know but yeah at least at least we got someone um tiafo he he got out early didn't he yeah tiafo didn't really stay on very
1: long he's he's gotta kind of practice or step step his game up I don't know what he was missing i I didn't unfortunately watch his match so I don't know what his you know Achilles heel kind of thing is yes, yeah yeah it's playing and then of course Madison Keys is still playing Venus got out very early yes she I did. mean we just don't have a lot of you know the the Slavic girls these girls from Ukraine and mm-hmm. there's that Jabor girl she's from Tunisia and I don't know what is it Vicky are they not going down like they used to everybody used to move to Florida Coco Golf. she got out early
0: she sure did yeah, remember Coco girl yes. got
1: out early, and then Naomi
0: Osaka was out because she just had a baby. Yeah, but it didn't seem like I don't know when I when I look at her story, it seemed like she really, she really, you know, she was just doing it for. Maybe somebody.
1: Osaka. Yeah,
0: it seems like will, she's I, not.
1: I, I I don't know whether she's going to come back. Now I read yesterday when they were talking about how she had the baby. She was saying, "Oh, she couldn't wait to get back on the court." But I I don't know. I don't she just, see it. She, she doesn't seem, seem to have that. No. That drive. No,
0: she doesn't seem that like hungry. A, that's it. She doesn't seem like that to me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But we shall see, huh? We'll
1: see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I, it would be nice to have. You know, I don't know. You know, when you watch that movie, like of King Richard and what he did with those girls and taking them to Florida and doing all the things that, you know, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see any, I don't see a lot of people in the pipeline.
0: No, I, I don't either. So we shall see. We shall we'll see. see. hmm Well, you do have the latest or you don't have the well, latest for us, Yeah, I
1: just, I just want to reiterate. We uh-huh. There were, have been a couple more cases of malaria. Ah, in florida uh for everybody and Mm -hmm. so when i think when we last spoke i talked about Mm -hmm. you know malaria coming and have being in this country not coming from you know like we we're used to seeing malaria for example if somebody goes to africa or one of the asian countries and they decide they don't want to take their malaria prophylaxis and every year we see one or two people coming back with malaria this isn't it this is these are mosquitoes and the plasmodium parasite developing in this country and so it was in Texas and in Florida and we've had a couple more so I just want to emphasize to people Mm -hmm. this is up in uh, it's the middle of July it's going to be up and coming West Nile season
0: okay yes
1: West Nile is another mosquito-borne infection that we've had in this country for some time and just be very careful wear long sleeves when you can you're out and about carry an insect repellent that has DEET on the label not You can't use mom and pops insect repellent (laughs) because these mosquitoes don't play they don't play i know no they they just look at that repellent and they just bite you anyway but no you want something that's deep and then you also want to make sure that you know that you the any pots that you have that have stagnant water anything that has stagnant water you want to be very careful if you're around that because that's a breeding ground for mosquitoes
0: okay well I knew if we would listen a little bit longer. <laughs> I
1: forgot. Yeah. You would find something, yeah. something to come at us. That.
0: That's it. Mosquitoes. Big <laughs> giant mosquitoes. The big giant yep. mosquitoes. Yes. Yep. Well, thank you, Dee. You are welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show, It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks children adolescents overweight and obese individuals cardiac rehab women's health and those who have chronic diseases we have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of northeast ohio and we've worked with many companies schools churches and organizations if your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at vickidofitness.com. To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vickidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about our topic today is what's new, Hot Topics number 92. So do you want to start, D with the yes. beauticians and hairdressers? Yes. yes. So beauticians
1: and hairdressers are two of a series of professions associated with a high risk of ovarian cancer, a new study says. Now, you know, there was a huge lawsuit that occurred from the companies that make powder when a lot of these women Mm -hmm. who were using powder all over their body develop ovarian cancer. Wasn't it um, Uh, Johnson and Johnson? Johnson and Johnson, correct. Mm -hmm. So other increased risk Mm. jobs include construction, accountancy, clothing, work, and sales and retail. Researchers identified a number of chemicals used in these jobs that are associated with higher ovarian risk. Specifically working for a decade or more as a hairdresser, barber, or beautician, is associated with a threefold higher risk of ovarian cancer, according to a report published July the 10th in occupational and environmental medicine. Other jobs also increase a woman's risk of ovarian cancer, including accountancy, construction, the clothing industry, and sales and retail. And before we go on with this article, I wanna also emphasize, you know, nail technicians used to do, I remember when we were going and get paraffin, Mm -hmm. and paraffin was also just found to be they probably knew about it but nobody said anything another potential carcinogen Mm and so you can't get paraffin wax stuff in these beautician places anymore because a lot of problem too was
0: that these places are not well ventilated no Um, and I was asking too because that's why I stopped going to the nail thing because I couldn't breathe the ventilation is the ventilation is terrible. So yeah, uh, the results
1: suggest that employment in certain occupations and specific occupational exposures may be associated with increased risks of ovarian cancer, the paper co-authored by Anita Kushik concluded. She's an investigator at the University of Montreal Department of Social and Preventive Medicine in Quebec, Canada. For this study, her team identified about 490 women diagnosed with ovarian cancer in Montreal or Montreal, as they say, mm-hmm. between 2010 and 2016 and compared them to nearly 900 who didn't have ovarian cancer. The women were required to report the details of any jobs they held for at least six months. The researchers used a Canadian job exposure matrix to calculate participants' exposure to specific chemical agents in the workplace. Calculations showed that holding several types of jobs for a decade or longer might be linked to a high, heightened risk of ovarian cancer. Construction had a nearly triple risk. Accountancy had a double risk, although there are not that many women in construction. That's kind of interesting. Work in the clothing industry came with an 85% increased risk. Mm
0: -hmm. Sales
1: and retail came with a 45 and 59% increased risk, respectively. Mm
0: -hmm. The
1: researchers also identified 18 agents in the workplace that were associated with increased ovarian risk of 40% or more, and they are talcum powder, ammonia, hydrogen peroxide, hair dust, synthetic fibers, polyester fibers, Mm -hmm. organic dyes and pigments, cellulose, formaldehyde, propellant gases, and naturally occurring chemicals in petrol and bleaches. Hairdressers, beauticians, and other cosmetologists are frequently exposed to these products. Let's see, Melissa Friesen and Laura Bean Freeman of the United States National Cancer Institute wrote a commentary that accompanied the findings. The current study reminds us that while the lack of representation of women in occupational cancer studies and indeed Even potential strategies to address this issue have been long recognized. There is still a need for improvement in studying women's occupational risks, they wrote. By excluding women, we miss the opportunity to identify risk factors for female-specific cancers to evaluate whether sex-specific differences in risk occur and to study exposures occurring in occupations held primarily
0: by women, they concluded. So what does this mean? Well, women in at risk jobs should make sure that they're screened in. So I could see with the I can see with the beauticians and stuff because they be breathing all that um chemical when they be um doing the hair too. The dyeing yes. dyeing of this the hair. The... And they
1: don't have ventilation. You know mm-hmm. I go to the hairdresser and stuff and you look around where are the vents where's the negative pressure a lot of that stuff is recycling in those rooms with those young women and a lot of those young women young girls i call them girls Uh could potentially have 25 years of exposure Mm. you know it's one thing to have an exposure every now and then that's why i remember when professor l was we were taking art class from him Mm. at ysu they were stricklers the osha yes we'll come around and make sure that these those art department where we did painting particularly oh, painting, yes, were well ventilated chemicals. because we use products like you know all those products to uh that were n- number one combustible but also had the propensity for causing all kinds of problems so that's a big problem you know huge oh, problem can I, be i know that's crazy right oh so, yeah Yeah, and people aren't aware of it. And, you know, so it begs the question should people be wearing more n 95 masks and do they work, you know, have any studies been done on well okay you got to work. So what kind of mask do you wear what kind of protection do you wear to protect yourself. Well, if you do you need to cover your eyes because stuff could come through your eyes and get into your system, you know what I mean. I know So it's a very interesting. Very it is. What,
0: what, what do you bothersome. think with the retail, though, with the clothes and stuff? That's polyester interesting. fabrics and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. We never thought of that. Right. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: You know, what about those women that are involved in all those polyester fibers that, you know, work at Macy's and Dillard's and all these other companies that have all these these clothes and stuff that are out there what kind of exposure are they getting micro exposure to these little fabric things that are in the air I know Talk about something coming to get us, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about
0: something coming to get us, Vicky. I know for sure. Oh my goodness. And this oh, was, no. this was in health day news. We got another article coming up and this one is want a healthier, happier old age, get moving. That's definitely what we always say. Get up off the couch and let's go. Right. That's it. That's it. Well, the takeaways of this article is shifting to more sedentary habits after age 60 significantly hurts seniors quality of life. A new study says the bottom line is that staying active keeps the body and mind healthy. But check with your doctor about any health concerns before investing in a pickleball paddle or a gym membership. The article goes on to say the couch potato life may not be a happy one. When older adults become more sedentary, their overall quality of life takes a hit. A new research cautions. Sitting still is your enemy, the study suggests. Even slow walking can help improve your mental and physical health, say the British researchers who track more than 1400 adults age 60 and up. We set off to look at whether people who reduced their physical activity levels or increased their sitting time in their older years had poor quality of life later on, said the study's uh, lead author, Dr. Dorani Yurakova. The answer to both questions was yes, said Yurakova, a doctoral fellow with the Department of Public Health and Primary Care at the University of Cambridge. This really matters, she and her colleagues said, noting prior research suggests that as quality of life worsens, the risk of hospitalization goes up. So too does the risk for a premature death. Connie Dirkman is a food and nutrition consultant and former president of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. She said the findings serve as a strong confirmation of what most health organizations recommend. Stay physically active to keep the body and mind healthy. Regular activity helps people feel vital, strong, and anxious to keep enjoying life, said Dirkman, who was not part of the study. There are several ways in which improvements in our physical behaviors might help maintain a better quality of life. Yura Kova noted, for example, more physical activity reduces pain in common conditions such as osteoarthritis and we know that being more physically active improves muscle muscle strength which allows older adults to continue to care for themselves she said similarly depression and anxiety are linked to quality of life and can be improved by being more active and less sedentary yoravalka added researchers zeroed in on 1433 english adults who originally enrolled in a cancer study they tracked activity um, routines and evaluated quality of life including the ability to move about to take care of oneself and to engage in basic everyday activities they also noted overall pain levels of mood and mood guidelines in the united states and United Kingdom recommend that adults clock at least 150 minutes of moderately intense activity a week. Activity levels and health assessments were conducted at the time of enrollment at some point between 2006 and 2011. To measure activity, participants wore accelerometers on their hip for one week. Quality of life was assessed On the basis of a zero to one score with zero signifying the worst and one indicating the best similar evaluations were conducted six years later on average at that point men and women were spending about 24 fewer minutes fewer minutes each day on average engaged in either moderate or vigorous physical activity during the same time frame Inactivity levels shot up roughly 33 minutes a day among men and 38 minutes a day among women. Investigators determined that for every 15 minute drop in activity, quality of life was shaved nearly in half. Investigators similarly linked increasing um, sedentary behavior to worsening quality of life. For every additional 15 minutes, Seniors spent sitting, whether watching TV or reading, quality of life scores failed an average of 0.18. And the team found that seniors who increase their activity levels while cutting down on couch potato time ended up with a higher quality of life by the study's end. Adding just one hour of activity to a senior's daily routine was associated with a significant boost in quality of life scores. Even upping engagement in relatively light activities, such as slow walking, was helpful. Ira said, though boosting more moderate to vigorous exercises, light brisk walking produced the most payoff. Yeah, we always say that moderate to vigorous exercise um brisk walking produced the most payoff. But before investigating in a pickleball paddle, they always have you played pickleball ever before? Never and it's a big thing now. Yes have it you? is. No, it's no. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. But before investing investing in a pickleball paddle or gym membership, talk to your doctor, said Dirkman. Make sure you check with your physician to learn if there are any limitations to activity due to your personal health status, she advised. After that, yeah, after that, get moving. If you are just getting back into activity, start slowly five minutes a day, said Dirkman. Then slowly build if your physician approves it. To the recommended 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity per week and if you can't get to the 150 minutes per week whatever you can do is better than sitting on the couch she stressed and so what does this mean for you physical activity even slow walking is associated with better mental better mental and physical health compared with sitting so the conclusion of that is, get off the damn couch. Period.
1: <laughs>
0: Period. Period, right? That's Period. exactly it. That's it. And it, it improves good. the more, even if you do something, add an hour to of activity now. Say, listen, I'm going to get up and do some slow walking or brisk walking in place, dance, do something. Okay. Adding that hour will add on quality of life. Yeah. For later on in life, right? Was that
1: an hour per per day?
0: Yes, adding adding well, adding an hour per day per day to what you're doing now, right? You know, because because they're assuming that most people aren't, you know,
1: are sedentary.
0: Yes, so there it is, and
1: that would probably be a good assumption.
0: That'd be a good assumption, right?
1: <laughs> Pretty good. So if you yeah. just add an hour a day, add an hour that means you would be at least getting up and going to the mailbox down the road, doing or something, or yes. walking around the park at least. Yeah, getting off times. the couch.
0: Yeah, 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 getting off the couch. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, our last article it says what strong marijuana yeah. habit could raise arts for complications during surgery so go ahead yeah Dean. this
1: is interesting
0: um <laughs> surgical patients with a cannabis use
1: disorder are 20 and you know this is important because medical marijuana is increasing mm-hmm. in its use You know, people are running around with these medical cards now and using marijuana for their, their, I think there are about 30 indications now for using marijuana. Mm -hmm. And so this is an important study. Surgical patients with a cannabis use disorder are 20% more likely to have serious complications than folks who aren't dependent on marijuana, a new study says. Those complications include high risk of stroke, blood clots, and respiratory failure, The study can only show an association between cannabis dependency and surgical complications, not causation. People with a cannabis use disorder are 20% more likely to have serious complications such as stroke or blood clots after a major operation than patients who aren't dependent on marijuana, researchers say. It turned out to be not a huge effect, but significant enough to where patients need to pay attention to their cannabis use, said lead researcher, Paul Patnuri. He's an assistant professor of department of anesthesia, anesthesiology, critical care and pain medicine at University of Texas McGovern Medical School in Houston. Doctors need to know how much cannabis patients are using and how often, and if it's heavy use or overuse that can have negative impacts, Patnuri said. The study defines cannabis use disorder as continued excessive use of marijuana, even when it's causing health and social problems or interfering with work. In 2021, over 16 million Americans had a cannabis use disorder, according to the United States National Institute on Drug Abuse. This study can't prove that marijuana is responsible for complications after surgery, only that there appears to be an association, Potnuri said. The association may have a biological base, he noted, The psychoactive substance in cannabis, THC, can cause blood vessels to spasm, which can lead to heart attacks or strokes. THC can also suppress the immune system, partnering added. Whether patients should stop using marijuana before major elective surgery to avoid complications isn't known, he said. Well, if I was reading this article and I was using a bunch of it, I would stop it. Wouldn't you, Vicky? Yeah, I'm
0: telling you, I know. This
1: is guessing, but it's probably going to turn out to be like smoking tobacco, where it's better if you stop using it heavily, especially before surgery, Potneri said. Mm. It seems to have enough of an impact where we need to pay attention to it. In January, the American Society of Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicine released guidelines for screening all patients for cannabis use before surgery. Patients should be informed of the increased risk of adverse outcomes, the society says. Before surgery, anesthesiologists should ask patients if they use cannabis, whether medicinally or recreationally and be prepared to possibly change the anesthesia or delay the procedure in certain situations said Dr. Samir Naruse senior author on uh, senior author of this study the investigators found that patients with cannabis use disorder had higher risk of heart attack stroke kidney problems respiratory failure blood clots hospital acquired ooh hospital acquired infections and additional surgical procedures related to complications the rate of complications was about 8% for this group, roughly, versus roughly 7% for patients without cannabis use disorder. As a result, their hospital stays cost more, the findings showed. These extra costs were due to treatments and medications used to deal with surgical complications, Potnuri noted. Not everyone agrees with Potnuri's conclusions, however. One expert sees multiple problems with this study, from the definition of cannabis use disorder to its supposed link with surgical complications. We need to start from scratch with our definition of cannabis addiction. What they are using doesn't work. Some people get addicted, but the numbers are vastly inflated, said Dr. Peter Grinspoon a cannabis specialist, well he's got a vested interest in it. Yeah. Cannabis specialist at Mass General and Harvard. Also in many electronic medical record systems, there's no way to designate who is addicted to cannabis and who is a casual user, Greenspoon said. So many of the diagnoses of cannabis use disorder in the electronic medical record records are based on non existent addictions. Given the lack of proof of its harm, Grinspoon thinks that quizzing patients about their marijuana use places unnecessary burden on doctors. As doctors, we barely have time to cover the basics and to suggest that we do something irrelevant and unsupported such as this, actually harms the patient as we are taking time away from important risk stratification such as alcohol, tobacco, blood pressure, exercise tolerance, etc things you really do have to pay attention to for risk stratification. Of course, we need to understand the harms and benefits of marijuana, but this study unfortunately does not contribute much of anything, Grinspoon said. The report was studied, was published online July the 5th in Journal of the American Medical Association Surgery. So what does this mean for you? If you have a heavy marijuana habit, you should discuss this with your doctors before undergoing major elective surgery. I don't see anything wrong with that. I know. Major. Major. Yeah, because look at all that
0: stuff. Look at all that stuff it causes and complications. Yeah. Blood clots And and stuff.
1: Marijuana today, you know, people buy it from stores but they also buy it on the streets and you don't know what a lot of that stuff is mixed with or laced with or how it's grown or what kind of pesticides or products or all the stuff associated with it so you know you're not talking about a necessarily a pure product in some situations Mm. so for more marijuana head to the united states national institute of drug abuse uh for more information so yeah Mm. um i thought it's an important study i mean yeah. I mean, you know, it's not the greatest study in the world, but it certainly bears watching because, I mean, you are using a substance that, you know, can have side effects, can have, you know, and, and whether there's a definite causal relation with strokes and so forth. Maybe it's kind of like the early findings of where there's smoke, there's fire. A lot more people are using marijuana now than ever. Yes. Because it's, it's so free. So I would like to see this study in five years. Where are I know. we? Because a lot more states are going to be offering, you know, marijuana to be legal. There are going to be a lot more stores that are put up for by, for using medical cars. So let's see what happens in, you know, four or five years with this study.
0: I know. We'll be all right. doped yeah. up. We'll be all would- doped. <laughs> <laughs> that we won't know about the study.
1: I won't even, I won't even care. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yes. But, yeah, you know, hey. With, with everything i'm sure that it get to that too you know well, that, yeah. that just because something is is uh feel good you still got to know when to leave it, it alone is. or yeah. just a little and it is a foreign substance going into your body let's right just, say just like and, and it affects people differently it you know what i'm saying everybody differently correct that's it well d this has been a nice yeah, we a covered show. a lot of ground. We, we sure did a lot of ground. Yeah, and so this ends our show, and so do you have some tips for us?
1: Yeah, well, I just would like to recap the articles that we went over today, and occupations that can possibly lend themselves to the development of ovarian cancer, and we name several of them: beauticians, hairdressers, construction workers, retail workers. So you know, it's just. You know, we, we are seeing an increase in cancer probably in the last 50, 60 years. And people wonder, you know, why? And like we were talking earlier, Johnson & Johnson had to pay this huge settlement for talcum powder and its association with ovarian cancer. So I just think, you know, people need to continue to watch. OSHA needs to be on top of it, maybe even a lot more. You know, and it's hard to track a lot of these, a lot of these mom and pop nail and beauty shop kind of places. It's hard to track all that stuff down, you know, a lot well, of that I stuff. Know. I know. Underground. I know. And then basically what we've been saying, just get up off the couch. Get up off the couch. Yeah. Just if you add a an hour a day to what you're already doing, mm-hmm. it will improve your quality of life for sure. And mm-hmm. certainly may help your longevity. Yes. Um, and then as the last last article was strong marijuana habit could raise odds for complications during surgery. And they're just saying that, you know, if you are using, I think when you go into surgery, your doctor needs to know everything. We encourage, you know, even people who are taking over-the-counter vitamins and this, that, and the other. A lot of them have complications, especially if they have may have drug-drug interactions with the medicines that you're already taking. Mm-hmm. So we're just saying, you know, make sure that your physicians, and particularly your anesthesiologists, know if you have a heavy marijuana use is all basically what they're saying. And more work needs to be done, of course. But
0: yeah, when it comes back to that whole um, hairdresser stuff, I know a couple of folks that, yeah, developed cancer and they were pretty young, but they were, you know, beauticians for forever. They started young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: mean, these girls have exposures for 10, 15, 20 years. And imagine inhaling all that stuff every day. Those, the dye products and the sprays, spray stuff and all that
0: stuff, you know. Back-to-back, back, you know, all those yeah. people that they do hair all day. So Back-to-back, back, hours, <sighs> standing on their feet and letting that stuff just
1: come right up into your nose. It can't be good. And it and being absorbed through your skin.
0: And everything, yeah that's, yeah, that's something. Can't be good. That's something. And like we said, yes, get up off the couch. We've always said that. It doesn't matter because all of this will add up for more quality of life as we age gracefully. Right, Dee? exactly all right and as always for more information go to our website vickidoughfitness.com and remember if you have any questions comments or just something to say tweet us email us go on facebook and share with us your thoughts you've been listening to it's all about health and fitness with dr vicky hayward doe and dr virginia banks bright Vicky Doe is owner of Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicky by email at info at vickiedofitness